Thank you, John. That was very nice of you. And there is... I nearly... Thank you, Sir. I nearly wore shorts. Colin, a couple of weeks ago, preached in shorts. And, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> but I just couldn't bring myself to... I just couldn't bring myself to... Um, that's, that last song is fantastic. I'll build my life on your love as a firm foundation. What a... Just what great words those are. Just how incredible and how true those words are. That's one of the, it ties in relatively nicely with what we've been doing for the last few weeks. um, If if you're just tuning in or if you've not been here before, we're actually, we've been working through a series called If We, If We, the last few at six services, Um, looking at all facets of living our faith, of living. Paul, Bishop himself, started a few weeks ago speaking about a loving God. And how that's the strongest, firm foundation for having a loving, loving living. So that was loving living. And Chris, Chris himself, our uh, new erstwhile bass player and video cameraman, gave us an exposition on walking in the Spirit, if we walk in the Spirit, talking about fruitful living. After that, Colin, Colin talked to us about growing up and becoming mature. He talked about comic books. All, all mature people read comic books. It's just... It's just stories in pictures, isn't it? About becoming mature and how that flows into a united living. And then Rachel last week just preached a blinder from Jeremiah about faith and hope living. Hope living. It was just, if, you, if you haven't heard, heard any of those, please do. They're, they're on, the, on the internet website. Um, Colin was fantastic. Rachel was fantastic. Just... They were both excellent, they really were. So this week I've got, if we, if we wear it, if we wear it, uh, which is one of the reasons I didn't wear my Hawaiian shirt. Um, if we wear, I'm looking at committed living. Committed living. Committed is an interesting word. I mean, it's, if, if somebody came to you and said, oh, we're thinking about having you committed. <laughs> you're a bit, well, <laughs> for me, less surprised than a lot of people, certainly. But... But you think, well, I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, committed sounds a bit heavy. Is, is it not enough just to get involved? Can we not just get involved with the church? Do we have to be committed? And, well, I remember somebody once saying the difference between involved and committed is best seen in a ham and eggs dinner because the chicken's involved but the, the pig is committed. Reading from Ephesians, which is a, a book of the, in the Bible, a book in the New Testament, written a couple of thousand years ago by one of the leaders of the church. It reads, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, stand. I'm just going to pray quickly and then I'm going to get into this a little bit. Lord, thank you that we sang that your love is a firm foundation for our life. Lord, help us. Help me tonight to underline that. Help me to strengthen that. Help me to 
just speak that out, Lord. Amen. The Apostle, the Apostle Paul writes this letter to the Ephesians. And it's one of my favorite, favorite, part, favorite lumps of the Bible is the letter to the Ephesians. The Apostle Paul, it's, he gives really clear, practical advice, often phrased in pictorial form. So when he's talking here about the armor of God, he's, ta- he's, he's talking about, he goes on to describe the armor of God, the, the breastplate and the belt and the feet and the this and the that, the helmet. It's a proper pictures way of looking at things, which is why all grown-ups like picture books. He talks about us being sons of a loving father. He talks about us being dead but made alive. He's all the way through, but Paul's letter is a subtext of being countercultural. All the way through, he's saying, saying to the Ephesians, saying to the church in Ephesus, those people around you, you're not like that. You're like this. That those things you see them do, don't do that, do this. Don't do that, do this. Be countercultural again and again. And the verses start finally. After he's taught them all about loads of countercultural stuff. Do this, don't do that. Don't do that, do this stuff. He says, finally, this is right at the end of the letter. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It's like Paul's been saying, all that stuff I've told you about, all that advice I've given you, all the way to do things, if you don't get this bit right, that bit won't work properly. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And that's first and foremost because, he writes, our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. If it was against flesh and blood, we'd just carbo-load, or whatever it is you do. I just, I carbo-load, but, and I still get fat, who would have thought. But then you'd just bulk up and lay at it, and if, if it was that easy. But our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual struggle. We still have to prepare. We still have to spiritually prepare. But Paul was using that, that picture, that analogy of an armour of God because the people he was writing to, would they were living in a country, they're living in, in Turkey, or what's, what's Turkey now, but it was part of the Roman Empire, so they would have seen Roman soldiers trapping about. They would have all, as he describes armour, they, they would have seen armoured people. But the armoured people they would have seen would have been the enemy, they would have been a, um, an occupying force in their country. So I think one of the reasons Paul's using the armor analogy and saying, but it's not a physical thing, is because it reminds them that when they see that armored person, don't hate that armored person. Even though they're the baddies, even though they're... Because all your friends around you will see an armored person and I think I hate that person. Sorry, I didn't mean to point at you. Just, just came into the light and realised I was pointing at Ian when I say, hate that person. Love Ian. So, don't, so the, they, would have, they would have seen the armed people and hated them, but Paul's reminding them again and again, no, no, your struggle isn't against those people. I mean, there would have been plenty of people, you assume even in the church, there'd been like a, a militant wing of the church who were, who were sort of planning a physical overthrow of the army. There would have been plenty, though. I mean, for a start off, there's the People's Front of Judea, and and and, and even the Judean People's Front as well. But so every time 
someone from the church having read this, put on your armour, put on the armour of God, would see someone. Paul's trying to get them to remember it's not a physical fight. It's not a physical fight. I don't need to grab your pitchforks and rail at them. It's a spiritual fight. Don't be like the people around you. It's a spiritual fight. But to fight physically would just be involved in the struggle. To fight spiritually requires a certain commitment. It requires a commitment. It requires committed living, greater level of understanding, a greater level of awareness, and a greater level of participation. Because Paul doesn't sugar the pill, and Paul doesn't sugar the pill in these, those three verses I read, three, four verses I read to you. He tells us we have an enemy, our enemy has schemes, we will be in a struggle at times, and the day of evil will come. Hooray! But he gives us hope, like Rachel preached about last week. He gives us hope. Hope because the armour of God that Paul's talking about isn't... <laughs> we go to a lot of National Trust places at the moment because we're middle class and have got a little bit of money and the kids have left home. We go to a fair amount of National Trust places. And when we had kids and we took them to castles and stuff like that, you always take them into the gift shop. Gift shop's always at the end, so you say, look, if, you don't, if you're not quiet through this, you're not going to the gift shop. So then you go into the gift shop at the end, and my lad, he's a proper lad, always was a proper lad lad. He always wanted a sword. So, so we buy him a sword. Because the, the swords in 15, 16 years ago, they were just like flimsy um, plastic. Flimsy like that blown... I can't remember, oh, you wouldn't believe I'm an engineer. I can't remember the word for uh, blown cast plastic. But plastic. So a couple of waves about, and, and even just waving it about, and it started to bend, hit anything with it. Not now. All this plastics of the devil stuff that the uh, middle class people think. Now if you go into National Trust, it's all wood. It's all like 4 by 2s honestly. <laughs> God's armour isn't, isn't, God's armour isn't plastic armour. God's armor's not even 4 2 wooden armor. God's armor's Damascus steel. God's armor is high quality. It's not cheap, nasty, homemade nonsense. God's armor that we clothe ourselves in isn't the stuff of our experience, isn't the stuff that I can work up, that I can, I can read a book and think, oh, that, that, that sounds like a good idea, I'll do that. It's God's armor. It's quality, it's well made, it's well built. It works every time. I've also discovered, you'll be glad, to, one, of, one of you at least will be glad to know, the one of you that owns a Viking helmet already, you can buy a chain mail shirt, 20 pounds. 20 quid, 15 quid postage, it'll be there two days later. 20 quid, it's aluminium, but... but if you want the stainless steel ones, they're 240 euros. I nearly bought you 20 quid one, though. Bargain. It's a bargain. I couldn't agree more. Chain, but it, it's n God's armour isn't aluminium. God's armour isn't plastic. God's armour is God's armour. That's why we have hope. In the same vein, God's armour fits us. I suspect if I went, and went on the internet and bought me and Paul £20 
aluminium chain mail. We'd be like that. Yeah, it's good stuff, is this? Very good. I, uh, as um, Jordan said, I've, I've, I've got a Hawaiian shirt. I bought at that shop, at the big and fat shop just down the street. <laughs> Which, it's, it's great. I, I love going in there. It was the smallest shirt in the shop and it's still too big for me. So Joe said, oh, stop going in there because buttons keep coming off. Buy one off the internet. Easy. I'll buy one off the internet. Tip it to tap it to. Bought one off the internet. Double XL. I should have... Well, it did say, don't worry, they're American sizes, so they're a bit big. So I thought, oh, not that big. It was, that was like, it was like a straight jacket, honestly. It was just... You could... If now, with the, especially the spots on me, there would have been white patches there like that. I didn't. That's... So then I bought another one. And, that, and it said, oh, they, so these weren't American sizes. The, the, one, the next one I bought was um, Korean sizes. I bought a 4XL and it's still tight on me. God's armour isn't tight on me because I'm a fits. God's armour fits because it's God's armour for my life. If I made it, it'd be right. I'd, I'd get one off the shelf and tweak it a little bit and then it'd be alright, it'd chafe. My pants would be chafing, but... Ray, later on, if anybody can come and tell me what my pants are chafing is from, including on the internet, without looking on the internet, I will give you a prize. My pants are chafing. Um, if, if, if I'm at it, it's a chafe. God's, God's armour doesn't chafe. God's armour fits, because it's made for us. And I need a big breastplate, because I'm a big fat bloke. And somebody else might need a, a small breastplate. I need a, I've got a, surprisingly enough, it comes no shock to you, I also need a big helmet because I've got a big head. <laughs> Sharp intake of breath from my right hand side. Yeah. But God gives us them for our size because it's God's armour. It's God's armour. Put on God's armour. It's the right size. It's quality stuff. It's the right size. We... We were singing another song this morning. He's done it before. He'll do it again. We can trust in him to carry us through. Why was I concerned about involved and committed? Well, involved, committed. God calls us to be committed. And it's simple because that word, the full, the full armour of God. If we're involved, if I'm involved in something, I tend to have a half-hearted attitude towards it. I, would, I'd might put the, I'd put the breastplate on because I think I might get hit in the chest because everybody, uh, fat people, they all aim for the chest. But I might, I might not worry about the shoes and I might, not, I might not worry about the belt and all that other stuff. And the helmet, well, it might be a bit tight so I'll leave that alone. Actually, I always put a hat on otherwise I'll burn my head. But it's not talking about half-hearted dressing up that's the other thing about National Trust places. Quite often they've got like a little room with a load of gear that you can put on your kids and then take a photograph to prove you're there, to prove how middle class you are. And it's, God's armour isn't like that. It isn't about dressing up. It's not about like a toy box pretending. 
God t- talks about putting a full Paul talks about putting your full armor of God on. Because you've got to put it all on. Knights put all their armor on. As our half-Viking historian will tell you, if you leave a bit of the armor off, that's the bit they shoot at. You can put all the top stuff on and then think, oh, I don't need the bottom stuff, and somebody will come along and cut one of your legs off. The full armor of God. My memory being what it is, I can't I can only hold English words in my head. I can't only hold a few non-English words in my head at once. So stuff like, apart from the obvious ones like tea, pyjama, veranda, taffeta, dolphin, espionage and brainwashing, I can't, I can't, they're all words that aren't, aren't English words, they're all foreign words, like cagoule and kayak, they're all foreign words, we just use them. But the other foreign words I can remember are agape, agape means love, I can remember that one. Splagnon. Splagnon means spleen. uh, I can just remember that one. I don't know why. Perhaps it's it's spleen. And I think Isabel would just be turning a grave every time I say spleen. (laughs) Because it's a bit... (laughs) Barely. But histamy here. When we're around a red, you're able to stand your ground. After you've done everything, stand. The word there is histamy. It means stand. And at the end... Stand your ground, his stand, stand firmly at the end. His histemi, histemi, stand firmly, stand standing. So when we put our armour on, Paul's saying, put your armour on. Put your spiritual armour on, because you're not like them. Because it's a spiritual battle. Not a... Put God's spiritual armour on, because it's the best, it fits, and it's yours. Put all of your spiritual armour on. Because you need it all, not just some of it. And then stand firm. Stand firm, not stand firm sitting. It's not stand firm lying down. It's not stand firm asleep. It's not stand firm wandering off and skylarking about. It's not stand firm doing what you know God doesn't want you to do. It's stand firmly. But it's also stand with, not stand apart from. That full armour of God, the the armour, especially the, the shield, works best if there's a cartload of you and you can lock your shield into the person's next to you and the person's next to you and the people behind you can put it over the top so that they can't throw stuff at you. That's why this is committed living. Because it's committed living together. If we put on God's armour, we commit to, we commit to living together because it's a together army we say we're an army we're not just individuals who like one of our friends went to a fancy dress party earlier dressed as a centurion but everybody else would have been dressed as something else we're all dressed in the same armour we're part of an army committed living together can the band come back please And that committed living together I've been talking about is the kind of living that's only adequately done in connection. In a community of committed believers. I started talking about if we wear it. The if we carries a warning. The warning is implied that that we could not do. We could could choose our own armour. We could choose to use the plastic and cardboard armour that we made as kids 
We could choose to use poor quality armour. We could choose to not use it all. We could choose to be not committed to a living with God. But that's not what God wants. God wants us to be committed to him, to be committed to each other, to be committed together. You can choose to live outside the protection of a committed community, but if you do, you're choosing poorly. You have chosen poorly. I end with with that one, really, and the challenge, that are you wearing God's armour? And are you committed to living for him? Because if you're committed to living for him, you need to be in community. I appreciate I'm talking to, I don't know how many people on the interweb. And it's great watching on the internet. I know it is, I've done it. But believe me when I tell you this, it's even better in the room. So if you are watching at home and you can be here with us at six, please do. Because at the moment you're involved and that's fantastic. It really is wonderful. You're like the chicken in the ham and egg dinner. But God wants you to be committed. God wants all his children to be committed to a local body of believers. To be committed living. And if you sat at home or sat here. And earlier on we were singing, I made these notes in the dark so you're going to have to bear with me for a second. If you're singing, Lord, have your way with me. We sang that, Lord, have your way in me. The um, chorus. His way is full armour of God. And his way is committed living.